Hello, my name is John Campion and I'm the West Mercia Police and Crime Commissioner and welcome to the latest edition of the Safer West Mercia podcast. I'm joined today uh, by a, uh, a special guest from West Mercia Police who I'm allowed to introduce themselves. Yeah, good morning, John. Uh, my name is Graeme Donaldson. I'm the Rural and Business Crime Officer for the Shropshire LPA part of West Mercia Police. So, Graham, you're uh, you're not new to West Mercia Police or policing. You've uh, been in and around uh, both of those for a while. What what did you do before your current role? Uh, I am a, a fully fledged thirty year retiree. So, I was in the police service for a full thirty year term. Uh, Fifteen years of that was spent in the Metropolitan Police, uh, working in in a city environment, so the complete uh, polar opposite of West Mercia. And 2003, I transferred for family reasons uh, and quality of life reasons, really, uh, into West Mercia Police, where I was a response officer uh, at many stations, Bridge North, uh, Maidley, Wellington and Telford, until the date of the final retirement, 2019. And you uh, you now um, work uh, for the community as a a rural and business crime officer sounds a very fancy title, uh, Graham. Uh, some of the listeners might not know what it does. Um, just explain a little bit about uh, what your role entails, and maybe maybe what a typical day is if such a thing exists. Um, yeah, well, I'm one of five uh, rural and business crime officers uh, based across West Mercia, with colleagues based in the other policing areas of North and South Worcestershire, Herefordshire, and Telford and Rekin. Um, Primarily, our, our, our primary function really is to help deliver the police contribution towards rural crime objectives, which have been set by yourself and the John. So basically reducing harm, maintaining effective community engagement and targeting those who cause harm. Uh, we do that with working with uh, partners. Those partners include other rural crime coordinators, police officers and staff, uh, volunteers and most importantly, communities. Uh, as, as far as the standard day goes, um, like many other officers, I'll come in on first thing on the morning and see what's gone on the previous day. Um, I try and deal with victims of crime as much as I can. So there is a, a misconception, I believe, amongst communities that police don't take rural crime seriously. And I, I would take issue with that. I think in the past we haven't been the best at visiting victims of crime when it comes to rural crime because the focus has always tended to be quite rightly on uh, sort of domestic abuse and uh, road traffic collisions and residential burglaries. What I try and do is to bridge that gap between the police and the community, uh, whereas I will visit victims of crime no matter how minor, uh, as the could argue there's no such thing as a minor crime, but some people will say that, you know, uh, it's just a break into a shed. Why bother getting involved with it? But I will try and get involved, uh, visit on a, on a daily basis. Um, in addition to, to visiting victims of crime, uh, we will do crime prevention visits. So if we've got a particular member of the rural community who was concerned about crime in the neighbourhoods, we will visit, we'll do a site review and recommend any sort of security products uh, with the intention just to offer that support, reassurance and crime prevention advice to rural communities as best we can. So a really varied uh, and busy, busy role and uh, your, your experience before in the, in the big smoke and then uh, more likely um, up here in, in the rural shires uh, as a police officer. What made you want to do it? What made you want to in, uh, you know, post your 
um, uh, holding the warrant of a police officer want to do to do this? Why why was it a natural a natural step? Um, well, really, the last the last five years of my police service were spent uh, policing rural communities in in Shropshire. Um, it was something I always enjoyed. I've always enjoyed being out and about, if you like, that, that side of policing. I've never been one of the police officers who, I've never had an office job. So in my 30 years policing career, it was always on response policing and a little bit of traffic policing on the motorways. Um, so the job, when it when it come up for me, it, it just seemed to fit my, um, my personal circumstances at the time. And it, it, it's all about, for me, just being out there, being out there in the community, um, I'm not one for for flying a desk to, to, to coin a phrase. Um, I'd gained a lot of experience with working with rural communities uh, and businesses uh, as a response officer, and I, I just saw that as a way of, of carrying that on. Um, you know, I did look at looking at a, a career outside of the police service, but you know, I just thought I'd like to carry on the skills that I'd learned over thirty years. It just seemed a shame to waste them, really. I've always enjoyed engaging with members of the public um, and, and really that's the primary reason I took the job was just to continue that engagement. In, um, in terms of your, uh, your, your very credible operational experience and then, and, the, and then coming to this role, would you, is there something you'd reflect on in, in, those, uh, in those couple of years since, since doing this role that you'd say, that's why this is worthwhile, this is something I'm really proud of, this is a, you know, a real the purpose as to why we're, why we're here? Yeah, I think one of the main things which I didn't realise um, when I, when I was a response police because a response police officers are they're really busy. So you would you would turn up at the, to see a victim of a crime or, or an incident, and you wouldn't really get that much time to spend with the victims or with witnesses before you had to shoot off and do another job. Um, since doing this job, um, I've realised the importance of spending more time with victims of crime and more time with members of the public. And I think we were getting to a stage where we, we were being accused of losing that. Um, now, I did see a uh, something that, again, something I wasn't really aware of was um, a lack of confidence, really, in, in the policing service amongst rural communities with that perceived uh, view that police didn't take rural crime seriously. And uh, so I took, that, I took that on board and... It, it upset me a little bit that people held those views. You know, it was a view that I, I wasn't aware of, and really, as police officers, we should have been aware of it. Um, so, that's something I've, I'm sort of quite passionate about: is in, is increasing that that confidence. Um, and the way we try and do that as police and as, as rural and business officers, I think we needed to be more visible to communities, and you know, and something you know, just paying community visits i like to do cold calling for instance whereby if i'm out and about in, in, in a vehicle just popping into a farm and engaging with them for five or ten minutes even if they haven't been the victim of a crime you know they see somebody from the police um having effective engagement with them uh, and, and building those um, lines of communication and for me that's my primary objective at the moment and i think we're doing a good job of that building that um building um that um uh, relationship, um, I think, is um, I think is really important because it's not it's not in that moment of where that pop in. It's it's when they do need you in terms of the confidence, and it's not just you in terms of you as an individual. You as in West Mercedes, that that service, and I think that's where the consent and the uh, confident in um, 
I think is really, uh, really important. And that's why, you know, I, I'm a big fan of, of the work that your team do and, uh, and that ability, as you said earlier, to spend longer with people to give that meaningful um, interaction, I think is really, really important. And building the confidence in the public in terms of um, the laws being upheld, it, to me, is really important as commissioner. Um, and, and one of the that's areas really. around um, wildlife crime, often wildlife crime seen as a, uh, a victimless um, type crime. Mm you know it, it, it's only an animal which isn't a, a view I would share um, and um, wildlife crime is a, a terrible and very harmful um, harmful crime and it is in our communities in uh, West Mercia what would you say to those communities um, to, to balance out those that think that, um, uh, that, that West Mercia police uh, don't take things like wildlife crime seriously I think the, the... Perhaps we haven't been good at explaining this in the past, John. I think wildlife crimes, uh, the notoriously difficult offences to prove at the best of times. Um, we have got a lot better within West Mercia Police. And, and again, if I put my police officer's hat back on, um, thinking back to incidents that I used to deal with, it was very, very difficult to get a trained wildlife crime officer within West Mercia Police. Um, to put that into some sort of context, we've, we've done really well over the last couple of years. We've had, with an increase in funding, uh, we've been able, and um, I, I am going to read a few stats, so hopefully hope people don't get too bored with that. I won't uh, dwell on it too long. Um, for instance, two years ago, there were only six fully trained wildlife crime officers within West Mercia Police. Uh, there are now 38 members of staff so in a, in a two-year period, we've gone from six to 38 members of staff who are trained in wildlife crime issues. Wow, that's a massive um, uplift, isn't it? Yeah, it's a massive uplift. And the, the good thing about wildlife crime officers is that they're all, they've all volunteered to do the course. Uh, it, it's not a course that they've been sent on. So every, every person and member of staff who are trained, they requested the training. Um, it's carried out by a diverse group of officers um, from police community support officers to safer neighbourhood teams and response officers. And we even have uh, one of our senior crime officers who's fully trained as a wildlife crime officer. Um, with a lot of officers, unfortunately, we, it's, it, it's, it's a part-time basis and they have to build it in with other you know, regular duties. Uh, so response officers, um, they will still have to do the day-to-day -day policing, answer 999 calls, but they are there for other officers who haven't trained to act as that point of reference. Um, so at the moment, uh, a wildlife crime officer is more likely to act in an advisory capacity, uh, which tends to mean that a, a response officer will respond to a call from a member of the public and then ask a wildlife crime officer for advice on it and then to take on any subsequent investigation. Um, when calls come in from members of the public, they are thankfully now classified as a wildlife crime incident uh, and a wildlife crime officer will be sent an email. So that um, allegation from primarily a member of the public, but it could be from RSPCA or RSPCP and um, force wide, every wildlife crime officer gets informed of that particular incident. And then it's obviously broken down to a uh, policing area. So if something happened in Shropshire, uh, the eight wildlife crime officers we got in Shropshire, they will all be informed of this particular incident. And between ourselves, we will decide on who gets to deal with it. Um, works really well. The reports are assessed. Uh, the wildlife crime officer will take the opportunity to obtain any valuable evidence at an early stage 
and this will help us to um, instigate a prompt and effective investigation as best we can. In terms of, um, for me, unpacking the amazing stats of going from such a small number to a great that's about ensuring that those everyday police officers or, or those working in, in policing have somebody to go to uh, who, who's got a bit of expertise, ensuring that that spread of the knowledge is uh, that, that concierge into a very specialist bit of, bit of work and increasing the chances that we can, um, that we can uh, use that specialist knowledge to, uh, to bring the offenders to justice and safeguard you know, parts of our uh, environment. Really, really Im- Im- important. Um, for, for me, um, I, I think your role is a fascinating one because um, it isn't just about um, when it's happened and the service afterwards, which I, I've heard you talk about, and it's good to hear the quality there, but also that preventing in the in the first place. And to hear hear some of that, it, for me, is really, uh, really impactive. Um, it, you you do what you do, Graham, and, uh, and you were a police officer previously. If you did what I did for a day, if you were PCC for a day, what would be uh, what would be the first thing that you would you would do? What would be your first first priority? Oh, that's a lot of responsibility on some shoulders, John. <laughs> um, oh, where would I go? Where would I go with this? Right. Um, uh, I think. Oh, difficult, John. I'm just trying to think. You caught me off guard. <laughs> From from a, from a personal point of view, if I, if, I, if I take away the sort of policing aspect of it, put my personal hat on, um, I, I think there, there there is more we could be doing when it comes to to the wildlife crime side of things. Um, I would probably look at having a as I've, as I've mentioned before, the wildlife crime officers have still got that sort of day to day responsibility. Um, I'd certainly consider look at having what I would call a, a rural crime team um, with with a with have a a bigger sort of responsibility for that wildlife crime rather than sometimes we rely on you know you might have an officer who has um, a responsibility for dealing with a domestic incident and then we're asking them to deal with a wildlife crime. I think if we had a team and I, I, I do understand the the operational implications of it. Uh, to deal with nothing but rural crime and wildlife crime, if I'm honest. And uh, there, there's no wrong answer to that question. It's always fascinating the different take that, that, that people that people have um, on on it, and, and what I can do in, in my role. But but my commitment's clear. It's in uh, it was in my last police and crime plan. It's in it's in this police and crime plan, ensuring all of our communities, whether they be rural, urban, um, are safe and be kept safe. Um, is really important. And I recognise, and I've heard clearly and loudly from the public in some of our more rural communities, that they don't always feel uh, that they are uh, well served in terms of response or indeed the proactivity. And it's really great to hear some of your work and your colleagues' work about trying to balance that out um, across the huge patches that we have here in Ooh. West Mercia, uh, our, our beautiful countryside. Um, Graham, I'd like you. I'd like to thank you for joining us today and to uh, for talking about some of the work that you do. Oh, no, it's okay. More than happy. Thank you. And uh, I'm very grateful for those listening to today's uh, podcast. You can find out more uh, around my work at tackling uh, crime in our rural communities across West Mercia uh, on the West Mercia PCC website. If you pop that into your uh, into your uh, search engine, all the details uh, should come up. And I'd like to thank uh, those listeners uh, today uh, to this latest edition of the Safer West Mercia podcast. <laughs>